Well, greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to Triple C Podcast. This is December the 4th, 2022. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to podcast. It is our prayer, dear God, and desire that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil is horrified because we've not stopped podcasting and we've not quit nor given up on you, God, because you've never given up on us. Bless every podcast listener this day and going forward in Jesus' name and bless the words of my mouth and may the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen. And again, greetings. We bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as we get ready to look at the Word of God. Paul is our author today, and we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, rather lengthy in verses, but uh, there is a couple of keys, and I believe that God has something for us to share with and receive from the Word of God. So reading from the King James Version of the Bible, from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, I'm going to read one. It's actually 1 through 15, but I'm going to read 1 through 8 and then 11 through 15. And the word of God reads, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase." So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Moving down to verse 11 through 15. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it, but it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he have built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Last verse for today. If any man's work shall be burnt, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Let me read verse 16 as well. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Little lengthy, but it got a purpose to it. I believe as God, as I often do, I seek the face of God because I need the word. We're in, and as I like to say, a world gone wild. We're experiencing things of epic proportions. We, we, we've got the trifecta right now. We've got still the Omicron, uh, which is the COVID-19. We've got the flu on the rise. That's crazy. We've got RSV for the babies that our people are going through. We've experienced it. We're living through it. Uh, people are still sick. Don't forget, uh, we still have COVID long haulers. Those are the people who are having the after effects of having COVID, COVID pneumonia, and other respiratory problems. Uh, we are still 
living in a day that nothing has been, as we said, normal, even though America and the media tries to say we're returning to normal. Tony's belief is that we will never have pre-pandemic normal as we thought it. What we're learning to do is reacclimate our minds, our lives to what we have to deal with today. And in there, there will be no normal as we once knew it. We have to learn to be who God is allowing us to be in these days. So as we look at the scriptures and where we are, we think about the church, we think about where we are, we think about our work lives. And I don't know about you all, but I know Tanya and I talk oftentimes, we are often working up and at work doing more things than we are down and at home just resting. If you think about the normal uh, work week and, and the eight, nine, 10 hour work day that some people work, it, it's society. That's where we are. There used to be a time where everything was closed on Sunday, but now only a few restaurants may be closed and everything's open 24 by 7, 365. Why? Because the world is always grinding to try to have things and, and have things more available. But we look at where we are and it seems like America, it seems like the church is imploding because we're missing something. And sometimes people say they can't put their finger on it, but that's something, and I'm gonna get there in just a minute. We, we, we look at where we are and where I'm gonna go with this, I believe that God is leading me is, here's a topic for this Sunday's podcast, building on a firm foundation. Building on a firm foundation. So Paul to the church of Corinth in, in one of his missionary journeys, as I said in time past in the podcast, Paul founded the church at Corinth. Paul then set Apollos, he set Cephas here where, where he's talking about in chapter three. But as we look at the word of God and we understand where we are today, the Bible is still very much applicable. It's things that we can apply modern day today if we open the book, open our heart, open ourselves up to the spiritual leading of God and trusting God in his word and not just trusting what other men say. Because that's one thing I've noticed over the last 15, 20 years, a church, a lot of clergy, a lot of preachers from the podiums of America, around the podiums of the world, well, they love to use these analogies and say, look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor to say, no, I come back. It's time to get into this Bible and say what the Lord said in his word. For Jesus told the devil when he was being tempted and tried of the devil, Satan himself, the enemy, Lucifer, Slewfoot. He said, for it is written, man shall not live alone. Uh, he shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Not by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The breath of God, the Ruach I've said before, is the breath, the living word of God that has to be in us. Here's the thing. You can't skim over the word and think it's going to be saturated in your spirit. You've got to get to a place that you find, even if it's a favorite passage. For instance, like I always quote Romans 8 and 28, for we know that all things will work together for the good to them that love the Lord and who are the called according to his purpose. We, we, we have to have John 3, 16, very popular passage of scripture. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Second Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. That's just a few. There's many, many more. God's got a whole book full of words and knowledge and power that can help us to stand in the midst of the evil day. Well, when is the evil day preacher? Every day you have to contend with the enemy and everybody that, that follows his leading and teachings. How do you know a tree, child of God? 
Not by what I say, by what I produce, by what words, by the lifestyle, by how I carry myself. So what you go to a conference every year? So what you're in Bible study every week? So what you go to church every Sunday? You sing in the choir. But yet, if you're the nastiest person and the nastiest disposition and you always treat people or you always tangled up and tied up with some type of mess or some type of scandal, something's wrong somewhere. Something's wrong somewhere. So God just led me to this, and I hope this will bless somebody as we want, as I try not to ever be long-winded when it comes to podcasts. Some preachers love to hear themselves speak. Well, I tell you what, I am just like to say, and sometimes it may get to the nerve of some, but I'm just trying to mind the business, keep the head down, stay out of trouble, do what the Lord said, keep it moving. But I believe that God has something for us because as you look at America, you look at where we are, you look at us socioeconomically, you look at us foundationally, you look at us spiritually, you look at us as the family. I've said it before, the family structure is disintegrating little by little. We still got mother against daughter, father against son, father against daughter, husband against wife. Whole families are being separated because of a myriad of different things. And one of the things I've come to realize, it could be because of what foundation that was laid whenever it was laid. And let me move on with what God said and we can close the podcast in just a minute. As Paul is talking to the church Corinth, we got to understand about this foundation that I speak of. Now, here's what the word says. He was talking to them and I'm going to paraphrase quite a bit of it because it was a little lengthy. But he was talking to the church at Corinth. Some of the people were saying, I'm of him, Paul, the writer. Some said, I'm of Apollos. What they were talking about is the teachings. I was taught of Paul. I was taught of Apollos. Well, guess what? Some people won't go to certain churches based on who preacher or what preacher is in the pulpit. Instead of going for the word, however, it's delivered. Everybody can't be a hooper. Everybody ain't going to be all excited and screaming and yelling and singing and humming. Some people love just teaching the word of God so that you can get the root core meaning of what God's trying to get us to do. Here's the thing. If you love all that hooping and hollering but ain't got no foundation, you're subject to trip and fall every day of your spiritual life. But if you have a firm foundation, there's a greater probability and a greater possibility that you'll be able to stand in the midst of whatever evil comes up into your life. Amen. So as we look, there's a few things that God gave me. He was talking about speaking to him as carnal versus spiritual. Some would say, well, preacher, what does carnality mean? Carnality is nothing more than human natural thinking. I've always said it this way. After your Christian conversion, you cannot, and hear me, you cannot leave every situation in the natural state of being or the natural state of thinking. You have to always, child of God, take it to the spiritual realm because guess what? The Bible says the spirit will not mind the things of the flesh or vice versa. It won't make sense to you in your normal thinking, the spiritual things of God. Why do you think Jesus used parables? A parable is nothing more than an earthly saying with a heavenly meaning. Because Jesus could have just spoke. He is God. He is the Word. He is the Holy Spirit in the triuneness of God. So he could have spoke and it goes over everybody's head. But the wisdom of God, the Bible also says, he who wins his souls is wise. The wisdom that we strive for, some people say, I love having the knowledge and the power. 
But knowledge and power with no wisdom won't do a lick of good if you don't know how to use the knowledge of the power. See, oftentimes you've heard me saying those that worked around me, I've never seek and I've never sought out the power. I don't need any power to influence people. God's got the influence. I don't need any power to say, look at Tony, watch me roar. What I'm saying is I'm believing that God is making us to be because there is a purpose that everybody needs to know God through Jesus Christ and led by Romans 8 and 14 by the spirit of the living God. So here's what God gave me. Let's try not to always think so carnally. He was telling them, I fed you with milk because you weren't ready for me. All that means as a baby, you can't give a baby that's 18 months old a full-blown steak on his plate. He going to look at it. He may try to touch it or do something with it, but he's not going to know how to eat it or she's not going to know how to eat it. That's why you have to go back and feed milk until we spiritually mature. The analogy of carnality versus spirituality is nothing more than us growing into our spiritual knowledge and growth that we can learn of God. Now, does everybody learn at the same pace? No, ma'am. No, sir. Does everybody get the light bulb mentality in the instant? No, ma'am. No, sir. Sometimes it takes some others longer to process things than other. Sometimes people die, uh, don't like abruptly making swift change. Sometimes swift change throws people off their game. Some people always live in reactionary mode and that's how they live their life on fire. I'm not saying either one is wrong or either one is good, but I'm just saying this is oftentimes what happened in our lives. Now, let me move on and get ready to get this thing to a close. Looking at verses four through six again, he was talking about uh, eating with milk versus meat. Okay, he was talking about being carnal versus spiritual. He was talking about who's of who. I'm of a greater cathedral, a hope. I'm of a St. Strong Missionary Baptist Church. I'm of the Church of Christ. I'm of the Church of God in Christ. I'm of Bishop whoever. Who are those people? They're, as they say, they're called. They're supposedly called of God to feed Jesus's sheep. But if they're claiming to be and you belong to them, there is a problem. If you and any one of those preachers that say you his or hers and not of God's and you do what they say and not as they do, you might want to check where you worship and where you're going. Because Tony, when we had public ministry, I used to tell everybody, you're none of mine. We're all of Christ. I'm nothing more than a sheep myself, but a teaching sheep who's going to be held accountable for every word, every jot, every tittle of whatever I'm trying to repeat or preach from this Bible. You ain't got to worry about it. God going to deal with me for what I do or don't do. You ain't got to worry about me and put your words and put my name in your mouth. God's going to deal with me accordingly. Amen. In that regard. So who are you of? We all need to be of Jesus Christ. If we get that in our spirit, I'm a firm believer, people of God. We will begin to do better each day. So here's the thing that God gave me. Here's three things. I try to do three, four, five things. The first thing I believe that the Holy Spirit gave me hot off the wire this morning. The first thing is, is starting on the right foundation. Your firm foundation is once you accepted Jesus Christ 
as your Lord and Savior, whenever that was, whether it was going down the aisle when the preacher said, come give me your hand and give your heart to God, will you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you know you're not born again, here's the church doors are open. Come give your heart to God. Whenever that was, whether it was doing a Bible study in your car, in your bathroom, in the mall, wherever you gave your life to Jesus Christ, that's the initial foundation. But what I believe the Lord is saying every day, and this is this point, starting on the right foundation. I believe God said daily, monthly, weekly, yearly. We need to start out every day as best we can on the right foundation. Amen. If we do that, I believe that our day, our week, our month, our year will be better than our beginning. What does that mean? God ain't never promised that every day will be a holiday. God never promised that you'll be well all the days of your life. God never promised that you would never be sick a day in your life. God in his word has never promised you, child of God, that everybody's going to love you, like you, and always want to be around you. He's never promised that in his word. But what, what he has promised is that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what he has promised. And all the promises of God, according to Paul and Corinthians, is yea and in him, amen, if you believe by faith. So the first thing is, is starting on the right foundation. I'm just encouraging you as I strive to encourage myself. And like you've heard me say in time past, every one of us has had a W-E-A-K day, but that don't mean you can't rebound. That don't mean that you can't get back right. That don't mean that the first phone call came in, disrupted your morning. You can repent of how you felt, what you said, what you did. Get back, shake the dust off your feet, rebuke them, rebuke it and move on. Because what I've learned is if you harbor and hold on to that, they go to sleep every night. If they ain't trying to change their ways or change their behavior, guess what? You the one going to be jacked up. You the one going to be messed up. You the one going to be mad all day. Your day going to be twisted and they going to lay down and go to sleep and get to the next victim on the next day. We've got to learn to trust God in enough. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I shall repay. We've got to learn to turn all of our haters, all of our enemies, all of our backbiters, all of our water cooler mentality jokers over to the Lord. And is it easy? No, ma'am. No, sir. Is it very simple to do? No, ma'am. No, sir. Sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes it's a, it's a realization that you've got to realize I can't do this by myself. Because if I'm left to my own mind, I don't know what I'll do. I don't know what I'll say. Don't y'all remember Peter when the Sanhedrin came before him about knowing Jesus? It says he cursed like a sailor in paraphrase. Why? Because his humanness took over. He sat at the table with Jesus, but yet denied Jesus. Is that you? Is your foundation so fragile and so frail that when you question by the world that you forget you're a Christian and don't tell nobody that you love the Lord, you lie when they tell you to lie, you steal when they tell you to steal because your foundation is faulty, your foundation is not firm? Starting out on the wrong foundation is very good. Number two is this, in verse 10, he says, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. What is he saying? Here's what God said. The master builder always has a plan. Who's the master builder? God through Jesus and the Holy Ghost. He's always got a plan. 
We were foreordained before we was a dot in our mom and daddy's eye. Before we came into this life, God already has a plan for our life. We got to walk it out. Now, will we understand it all? No, that's what we call blind faith. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, Romans 8 and 14, I'll get there again. As are by the spirit of God, are, are led by the spirit of God. We are of God in that regard. Here's the thing. We've got to learn to always believe that God's master plan for your life is good. God said he ain't here to destroy you. He's not here to tear Tony up. He's not trying to make me feel like I'm less than or make me feel like I'm never going to get a blessing or I'm not going to get anointings. I'm not going to have favor. That's the world trying to tell us that God don't love us enough. That's the reason why we're sick. That's why we're going through. That's why people hate us and dislike us, but don't even know us. Have yet tried to get to know you, but always keep your name in their mouth. That's the devil, his antics, his followers, his schisms, his imps, and his isms. You've got to learn that the master builder has already crafted the plan for your life. His plans, amen, and, and, and is not is to destroy you, but to, to bless you and to build you and to make you better, to make me better, to make me stronger. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody along the way. He's never said it was going to be easy. But that's why we have to have faith. We have to have faith unmeasurable. The scripture said if we have faith, what? As the size of a grain of mustard seed, we can speak to the mountain and tell the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. But see, here's the thing. If you weren't a country boy or a girl, a mustard seed is a very tiny seed, but that sucker's a powerful seed. It'll grow up through a crack. It'll find the least path of resistance, and it'll grow up. And it's been said that some mustard seeds will grow up to be six, seven, eight feet tall from a little bitty seed. The analogy is this. Just because you're not a pastor, a deacon, a deaconess, a clergyman, you should have the faith of God because you're a believer. And as a believer, that faith must grow. The Bible says that God gives to every man a measure of faith. You've got to cultivate your faith. You've got to walk with God. You can't stop and give up on God because you had a difficult day. You shouldn't stop because somebody's attacked you. You shouldn't stop because somebody's lied on you. Don't you know how many times we've been lied on in our Christian life? Don't you know how many times our name has been misappropriately spoken of when people that don't even know you? Don't you know that there's been images of people that will deny you the, the, the political, the spiritual, and the, and the approved freedoms that you have based on an assumption? Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. The first thing is starting out on the right foundation. And the second thing is knowing that the master builder always has a plan. And as I get ready to conclude, the third point is this. When you look at where we are, verses 11 through 15, for our foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Verse 11 is the verse you ought to capture. The foundation is Jesus. When we celebrate Easter, when we celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection that some of the modern day preachers say that, that that's old fire and brimstone preaching. But let me drop something in your spirit to take to your preacher. If your preacher saying that you shouldn't preach on the death, the burial, and the resurrection, that that's old antiquated fire and brimstone preaching. Let me drop something in your spirit. That scripture preaching is still very vital. It's still very real. Every man must be born again. <clears throat> 
If you expect to rest, rule, and abide with God, you're going to have to give your heart to Jesus Christ. You must be born again, and you must let the foundation of Jesus Christ be right there, ready, willing, and able to build you up. Amen. Here's what he said in verses 12. Now, if any man build up on this foundation, hear me closely, and I'm almost done. Gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. If you built your foundation and your Christianity and your livelihood and your day on any of those substances, you might ought to be careful because what you don't know, if you're trying to live off of that building of those things that are all faulty and man-made, you are subject to build on an unstable foundation. And sir and ma'am, you are destined when the earthquakes of life, when the billows of society, when the trouble comes your way, when weeping doers in the night and you don't feel that you have joy in the morning, you will find yourself messed up and mutilated. You you will find yourself mangled by life society. You will find yourself tried trouble and not true if you're not careful. So I close this morning by saying you've got to not only this, the first thing is starting out on the right foundation. The second thing is knowing that the master builder always has a plan. And the third and final thing for today is this. <clears throat> we have to trust God's master plan through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 and 14 and 15 and 16 says it in such a profound way. Here's what it says in reading. Romans 8, 14, 15, and 16. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit, capital S, itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You've got to understand as you build on your foundation, as you build on knowing Jesus Christ, as you build on knowing God, I close by saying that this way, it's good to know Jesus. When you do that, if you can start on the right foundation, if you can believe in your spirit that the master builder has the best architectural structure for your spiritual life, if you can trust God's master plan, if you can believe that God's master plan is the best plan. His plan is better than you. His plan is better than Coke. He is the real thing. If you can believe that God's master plan is better than scotch tape, you may can't see it, but you believe that it's there. If you can believe that God is the right one, if you can believe that God is the one who sits high and looks low, I'm telling you, as I close, when you're building on a firm foundation, it's good to know Jesus. It's good to know that when you feel like everybody has walked off and left you, when mama has died, when daddy has died, when grandma, grandpa, big mama, papa has left this life, when your security blanket is gone, when you look around and nobody's there, you feel like you're all alone, when you sit up on the bed and the tears begin to come down your eyes, when you're driving down the street and your mind begin to think back 
and you think back on all the good days, when you think about all the things that you've gone through, you ought to sing the song that my good days outweigh my bad days. When you think about all the things that God has done, your soul should cry out, hallelujah. When you think about what God has done, it's good to know Jesus. It's good to know he's there. It's good to know though you're sick, but you will be healed. Though you may feel left out and lonely, but he'll stick closer than a brother. When you know that you know that you know that you know that Jesus is real, you will find that you will have spiritual success. It's good to know Jesus. So saints, child of God, until the next time we podcast, Tony want to close with a prayer. Build on a firm foundation. Let your every day be a holiday. Let your every day be a high holy day. Let your days be in Christ. Ascend to where the eagles soar and don't settle with the crows. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this awesome opportunity to podcast once again. As we close out, we know that we need you. This world is treacherous. This world is nasty. This world is getting more corrupt. But we need a Jesus that can save us, deliver us, heal us, set us free. We need you, God. Until the next time, Tony Triple C Podcast, signing off. Be blessed.